Welcome to A to Z Sports. I am Zach Bingham. He is our Titans reporter, Sam Phelan. And we are A to Z Sports live in the mornings every weekday morning. And we got you locked in with our title sponsor, which is BetMGM. I had a tough look. Your White Sox I actually hadn't checked the final score, but they were up pretty big. Did they end up winning? They, we yes, we they did win yesterday. So there, I won a little bit of money on BetMGM because the White Sox, I did lose on the Tigers uh, on a five-inning bet. But look, that's okay. BetMGM afforded me that opportunity. We love BetMGM. Download the app today in your Apple or Android store. Krebs Kubota, a great sponsor that you're going to be hearing for the foreseeable future here on this morning show. Krebs Kubota, the elite Kubota dealer located in Columbia, Franklin, and Murfreesboro. Visit them online at KrebsKubota.com. Dot com that's Krebs with the K aura aura.com a u r a.com slash a to z go there and sign up those pests that I honestly cuss out when I talk to them when they're asking me what to sell my home or just dead on the line that has honestly disappeared because of aura download aura today and you get a two-week free trial with aura.com slash a to z fbhp.com slash a to z also with farm bureau health plans check out your health plan today get a quote today and you can switch today with farm bureau health plans of tennessee 200 plus locations across the state of tennessee bone and joint institute don't fumble on your recovery state-of-the-art facility down there in franklin and wilson county hyundai quick trip down i-40 exit 236 your perfect making model is right around the corner that is wilson county hyundai let's get this bad boy started because Sam, you 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 texted uh, the group earlier in the week as we knew we were going to do this show, saying, "What about this ESPN report by Bill Ben Bar- or, uh, Bill Barnwell? Excuse me, Bill Barnwell sat there and he put the Titans in his off-season report grades dead last, worst NFL." offseason as he ranked them from 1 to 32 you've got the bucks at 27 the lions at 28 the giants at 29 the las vegas raiders at 30 the los angeles rams removed from a super bowl just a couple of years ago at 31 and the tennessee titans at 32 having the worst NFL offseason this offseason now it's one man's opinion that's why we do this show we get everybody's opinion but were you shocked to see that when you first read it I saw it across Instagram that's why I saw honestly this exact uh graphic what did you think when the Tennessee Titans were ranked as the worst offseason this past offseason out of all the NFL teams yeah no it did shock me um there are obvious things about this Titans offseason that I think are fair to criticize. And they've been very public. And us beat reporters, we've been very vocal on this show about criticizing some of the shortcomings of Rand Carthon and Mike Vrabel this offseason. But at the end of the day, it is a first-year GM. It is a, a guy in Rand who, in my opinion, I thought would get the benefit of the doubt, especially from a lot of uh, – national sites that you maybe aren't as familiar with the ins and outs of the organization and the direction of things and how things operate here. I thought a first year general manager could potentially get some slack here, 
Um, so it did surprise me. I, I think the Titans did some good things despite having all of the shortcomings that I mentioned and that those would at the end of the day um, see to be, you know, I don't think they're a top 10 off season. I think they're probably somewhere in the middle of the road, but yeah, to see that uh, ESPN's coming in off the top with 32 out of 32 kind of made me raise my eyebrows. I'm like, yeah, are, are we missing something? Did, like, did I miss the fact that the Raiders gave Jimmy Garoppolo a bunch of guaranteed money for him to fail his physical and they're in like a state of throw your hands up and we'll see what happens? I'm like, I feel like I'm missing something here. I don't know why it's 32. Yeah, well, and we'll explain kind of what Bill Barnwell's philosophy and idea was because he it was an extensive article. I, look, I, you you give credit for the work uh, and the time and the research you criticize based on what you you kind of think that they miss. Here's the problem with rankings when it comes to the Tennessee Titans and national analysts is they just I don't feel like have a true tab on the team. And I think yeah. the criticism, which is kind of wild to me, is what the Titans are doing, which is they're trying to continue to win but bridge the rebuild gap. It's hard and difficult to do, but I guess I feel like they're giving more credit to the Arizona Cardinals for just tanking. I mean, what their offseason was this year, letting go, just letting go before June 1st, and we talked about this yesterday, of DeAndre Hopkins without getting anything for him, not even creating a deal for him, not be able to create a deal for him, and Essentially, because Kyler Murray tore his ACL last year, they're going to be the worst team. I, I don't know what they're going to do with Kyler Murray. We've seen the Josh Rosen jump ship, and they had the first overall pick. They drafted Kyler Murray, and this is kind of where they've been. They lost in a playoff game to the Rams a couple of years ago. But besides that, they've been bad, and now they're back being bad. But that's not a bad offseason. The Raiders and Garoppolo and what's going on there, I think that's obviously eyes to watch. The Rams and the turnover of Allen Robinson no Washington. longer being on the team. Washington giving all of that money to two defensive tackles. I mean, there's some questions. They don't have a quarterback. I mean, who, who is the starting quarterback for the Washington Commanders? Yeah, it's going to be Sam Howell, right? Which I, Ron Rivera is looking you in the eyes and saying, oh, we feel really good about Sam. But nobody feels good about Sam Howell in D.C. Who's better, Ryan Tannehill or Sam Howell? Ryan Tannehill. So why, and the criticism comes for the Titans keeping Tannehill on the last year of his deal. So there's so much to unpack here. Yeah. Let's start, Sam, as you kind of go through this article, let's start with what Bill Barnwell said, what went right for the Titans. Yeah. I mean, it, it was a pretty short list. You see the three things here. Uh, he, he did list the releases of a few veterans, Taylor Luan, Bud Dupree, Robert Woods, Zach Cunningham as moves that, uh, made financial sense, but then he also, you know, followed it up by saying this makes financial sense. But if you were looking to compete, you probably avoid making these moves. Uh, then he says that, you know, drafting Peter Skaronsky could help build the Titans offensive line, which was a big weakness last year. And Rand Carthon active in free agency, bringing in some of the 40 former 49ers players in Andre Dillard, Aziz Alshire, Arden Key, uh, an underrated signing for Tennessee that was in San Francisco before his time in Jacksonville. Um, 
Zach, something that really stood out to me here was the comments, like I said, about the veteran releases, about Luan, Dupree, Woods, Cunningham. And Barnwell kind of comes in here and says, well, you know, it makes sense from a financial standpoint, but from a football standpoint, you know, if you were looking to compete, you probably don't do those moves. That one really kind of another one thing that I kind of turned my head and I'm like, am I missing? Like these players, it made football sense to release them. Taylor Luan hasn't been on the field in over two full seasons. Robert Woods was bad last year. Zach Cunningham got outplayed by Dylan Cole when Dylan Cole came in to replace him with an after Cunningham got injured. Like, I don't view any of those moves. What about Bud could, Dupree? How bad I mean, Bud Dupree was in his hip and you could ACL argue Bud, and all the money right. that they paid him. You could argue Bud Dupree, when healthy, was impactful for the Titans' defensive line and a good player for them still. But do we really feel like they downgraded significantly from Bud Dupree to Arden Key? I don't. Like I like I think even from a football perspective the Titans got improved and cheaper at a lot of these positions. So it surprised me to see somebody kind of saying, well, from a football perspective, this makes them worse or less competitive. I don't feel like you watch the games because I did not watch Robert Woods and Zach Cunningham last year and be like, man, these guys are good. If only they weren't making so much money. I said, woof, right? Yeah. <laughs> I mean, and, and what I think stood out to me is that, and this is what always happens with the personality and the position. Skaronsky, I felt like everybody thought that was the right pick. Yeah. They had to have a better offensive line. They drafted a first-round top 11 offensive lineman that they didn't reach on. They chose him over the quarterback that they later got. And you feel let. Peter Skaronsky, if things work out the way that they should, should be on this roster for at least nine years. And if that's the case, then you've won. Like, then yeah. that is that, that is a great pick. Now, all of that has to come to fruition. You know, Skaronsky has got to come in there and, and play. I think the one knock could be is, you know, Skaronsky is not going to be vaulted in there as the true left tackle, right? I mean, what do they have him playing in these OTAs? Um, he's been working at guard, and, and so it'll be interesting. This is another aspect of this debate, which I'm curious to ask Mike Vrabel about when it gets deeper into camp and we start to see this a little bit more. But what the Titans do at tackle might have nothing to do with Peter Garonsky's ability to play tackle and everything with Andre Dillard's inability to play guard. Do you think – I don't want to jump – too far into this. Game. Yeah. Do you think that Skaronsky could be at left tackle by the end of the season? Or do you think that they need and will and should keep him as an interior offensive lineman I to stabilize I, that? I think he can go anywhere and be good anywhere left guard, left tackle. I don't think it matters for him. I think it goes with what I said. What is the best five? And if that's Andre Dillard at left tackle and Peter Skaronsky at left guard, 
then that might make more sense than doing Peter Skaronsky at guard, Daniel Brunskill going to, or sorry, Skaronsky at tackle, Brunskill going to left guard, and then you're plugging Corey Levin in at right guard or whatever like the other substitution is. So it's about the best five. I think from Skaronsky's perspective, he can do either one and do either one well. I don't have reservations about him being a tackle for them. It's just like, which is the nice thing about this pick though, is as you mentioned, they needed to bolster the O-line and you got somebody who you feel good about to play two positions for you, multiple positions where you can plug and play in either place and feel like you have a solid starter there. So we're going over the rankings for Bill Bardwell on the off season and they have the Titans at dead last at 32 and kind of like what you usually do to say, well, she's got a great personality, but well, <laughs> the great personality is what went right. According to Bill Barnwell, veteran releases, Lawan, Dupree, Woods, Cunningham, drafting Skaronsky, and then Rand Carthon signing a former of uh, 49ers coming over from San Francisco. So we see that. We will get to the what went wrong. But first, I am going to tell everybody about Krebs Kubota. That's Krebs with a K. They are the elite Kubota dealer right there in Columbia, Franklin, and Murfreesboro. KrebsKubota.com. That's Krebs with a K, as you see that at the bottom of your screen. Middle Tennessee's preferred equipment dealer, convenient locations in Columbia, Franklin, and Murfreesboro. And they have served the community for over 18 years. They sell, they service, they supply parts, best equipment in the industry, a large section, section of, of inventory that they have in stock in all three locations. They believe in customer satisfaction. That's what you can get with Krebs Kubota right there, and you can pick and choose your location, whether you're closer to Columbia, Franklin, or Murfreesboro. Visit KrebsKubota.com. Today's show is powered by BetMGM. BetMGM is the king of sportsbooks. Use that bonus code down at the bottom of your screen. It's A-T-O-Z Sports, and you can get up to $1,000 back in bonus bets if your first bet doesn't win. So use that code, sign up, place your first wager up to $1,000. And if it doesn't win, no worries. Money back in the form of a bonus bet. That's why every game and every play means that much more with BetMGM and BetMGM.com. All right, before Sam tells us about what went wrong, we told about what went right. We do want to shout out JQs with the super chat. Say, just want to say I love and appreciate this show. All right, Jake, we appreciate you and every single person in the chat. And we're going to get to more comments as we uh, dive more into this topic. The Titans ranked 32 overall in offseason with this ranking. What went wrong in Bill Barnwell's opinion, Sam? This section, a little bit longer, just a little bit longer, a few more things. But what went wrong, uh, it, it was what you mentioned, Zach. No clear direction, a knock from Barnwell on the Titans. Uh, All right, stop. That, uh, stop. I'm sorry. I'm, we're, we, we're just going to go through it. What, what do you mean no clear direction? I actually feel like the Titans have a clear direction. They well, want is, to win this year, but they also are building for the future. If they don't win this year because of some other surrounding pieces, they want to set themselves up with a future quarterback, a future, a future running back with a good offensive line, growing wide receivers that they're probably and must 
draft another or sign a free agent wide receiver in 2024. And they are maintaining by paying Jeffrey Simmons of who is the leader of their defense. I'm I'm sorry. No, I, I I think this is fair. And this, so, you know, you mentioned, you know, checking out content on the website platform. Well, I I have an article about this overall topic on a to Z sports.com right now. Check it out. If you haven't already, but I, I was kind of sharing your criticisms here. And this is part of what I was talking about off the jump with national analysts, national media people not necessarily paying attention to the ins and outs of the Titans. And they look at it from a very black and white perspective. Everything has to be black or white to these people. And you're either contending. And then the question is, what did you do to make yourself a contender? They look at the New York Jets and they say, oh my goodness, what an offseason. You made yourself a contender. You went out and you got Aaron Rodgers. You got them all as friends. They look at the Arizona Cardinals and they said, you made yourself a rebuilder, but you did it all the way. And it doesn't matter that you couldn't trade DeAndre Hopkins and that J.J. Watt retired and that you lost this player and that player. You're no longer contending and you have a direction towards a rebuild. Those two things satisfy national people. What doesn't is doing what the Titans are doing, which is what you said of we are going to contend this year or try and win while also setting ourselves up for the future. I think it's smart. You think it's smart. We understand it. But if you're a national person looking down on the Titans, you say, what are they? Am I supposed to believe in them this year? Am I supposed to rule them out this year? Are they going to be top five in draft picks? Or are they going to be, you know, uh, in the playoff picture? And it's hard to put them into a box, which I think a lot of people don't like. But it doesn't mean they've had a bad offseason. They've done what they wanted to do but what they've wanted to do doesn't necessarily fit into, you know, your black or white definition. So So that was, that was Bill Barnwell's first, what went wrong, go through some of the other ones. Sorry. I I jumped the gun, but I I just, I know. I think that's a fair jump of the gun because so yeah, I mean, he brings up the offensive line issue as well. Right. And and the signing of Andre Dillard. I think Andre Dillard criticism is fair. Yeah. And so, you know, essentially said he, The track record is that Andre Dillard can't be a starting left tackle. You paid him like a starting left tackle. Now, uh, that may or may not come to fruition and may or may not end up being a fruitful signing for them at a big position. Left tackle is essential. Not enough added to the secondary. He said, you know, they've missed on draft picks, had a lot of injuries, and their real only addition over there was Sean Murphy bunting, which he felt like wasn't enough. And then this one, another one that uh, we can get into here, but he referred to the Titans as deficient at quarterback, offensive tackle, wide receiver, edge rusher, and cornerback. Six positions. Sorry. Yeah, that's five. One, two, three, four. Yeah, counting's a skill. Five positions that the Titans are deficient at. How many of these do you agree with, Sack? To call a team deficient at a position, QB, O-tackle, receiver, edge, corner, because that's a big statement. Five position groups, deficiencies there. Do you agree with that assessment? See, I think, what's the opposite of deficient? I mean, sufficient, having enough, so. Right, so, you know, having enough, I think quarterback has been proven that they have enough for a ceiling. Is it enough to win a Super Bowl? No. 
So you could criticize them yeah. there, but I wouldn't but actually average. categorize that I mean, as it's deficient. Average. I wouldn't criticize that as deficient. It's not enough, though. Yeah. Uh, offensive line, I, I would agree with because there's too many question marks. Like, we don't know. So I, I think you could – I don't believe that they're going to take this massive dr- jump from being the worst offensive line last year to the best offensive line. So I think you, that's a fair criticism. Wide receiver, absolutely, they're deficient in. They're the worst wide receiver room. I the corners and this is I think a product of not knowing the football team from a national perspective but Sean Murphy Bunning Roger McCreary and Christian uh Fulton I I actually like I don't dislike that group <laughs> Caleb Farley I think we all in the chat yeah I, he's got big problems for a first round pick he's an absolute utter bust of what he represents his injuries why they picked him, where they picked him, what he's played, what he hasn't played, all of that stuff. So I, I think corner, you're, you're, I think he's actually correct. And then you go to edge rusher, in which edge rusher is tough. I like Arden Key. I don't necessarily love Arden Key, but I think Harold Landry has had a ton of time to get back to who Harold Landry yeah. needs to be and the uh, the money that they're paying paying him and then i like the depth i don't i don't hate the depth there because of the money they're no longer paying two massive contracts and you know what was bud dupree and harold landry so i don't think that they're deficient in that i think that there is question there but i don't think they're deficient no yeah so offensive line my answer would be offensive line and wide receiver he is correct Receivers, no question, right? They're deficient at wide receiver. They probably have the worst group in the league as things currently stand right now. So yeah, no question there. Offensive line, I think the starting group is fine. You lack depth, which is uh, I can justify as being deficient. I didn't feel this way about the secondary because I do like that those first three that you listed and Uh, Elijah Molden is somebody too, who, you know, if he's healthy is supposed to be a really, really solid piece for them in their secondary. And those four guys essentially never have to worry about, you know, dropping back at all because you have stability in Amani Hooker and Kevin Byard. And so I, I like the secondary. I'm not sure I would call it deficient at all either. I mean, the reason it's been bad and the reason somebody like Bill Barnwell looks at the Titans secondary and says, woof, not a good group is because of the injuries. It's because Christian Fulton and Elijah, uh, Elijah Molden and, you know, Caleb Farley haven't been on the field regularly. Uh, and they've struggled when they have been on the field because they've been banged up. But if they're healthy, I like this group. Edge is insane to me to call the Titans deficient at on the edge is insane because Danico Autry essentially plays off the edge in this defense. Then you have Rashad Weaver. Then you have Arden key. Then you have Harold Landry. I think it's the best position group. The front four is the best part of the Titans. Yeah. You can't throw Danico Autry in there. You can't, but it, you can, because he kind of works out there a lot. So, I mean, like, He's not coming all the way off the edge like an outside linebacker is, but I just have a hard time criticizing their defensive line or their edge in general. Even if you just look at it as, okay, they have Landry, Weaver, and Key. That's still two. That's still three starters with two spots to give to them. I think it's a really, really good 
group. So I, I don't think that makes sense. And then, as we mentioned, quarterback is average, league average. It's not going to be a Super Bowl winning quarterback, but you can win with your current quarterback. And I think that's fine for now. I wouldn't call it deficient either. Yeah. So we're going to get to why Bill Barnwell did the, you know, the Titans where he did them at, which is dead last in this ranking. And then I'm curious to see Sam, I'm going to ask you, where would you put him? Because they're not top 10 off seasons, right? Let's be honest. No. I think we're arguing that he put him last. I don't think we're arguing why didn't he put him in the top 10. So let's clarify that. We'll figure out why they're last, but first, Sam, tell everybody about the Bone and Joint Institute. Great presenting sponsor here on the show. We love them. We love them. It's the Bone and Joint Institute. You can visit them uh, out in Franklin or at boneandjointtn.org, the region's destination for comprehensive orthopedic and sports medicine care. Whenever you get hurt in life, know who to trust. That's the Bone and Joint Institute located in Franklin with over a dozen specialists who can help you through any type of injury. They have a state-of-the-art rehab facility on campus to help in your recovery. The Bone and Joint can do everything under one roof. That makes it more convenient. No driving point A to point B to go from this appointment to that appointment. It's all in one spot for your convenience. That's a clinic, testing, imaging, surgery, rehab, same spot. So schedule an appointment and to do so, go to boneandjointtn.org. Powered by BetMGM. Download the app today. Use the bonus code ATOZ Sports or the king of the sports book. You can get up to $1,000 back in bonus bets if your first bet misses. That's BetMGM. All right, Sam, take us through why Bill Barnwell you know, said that they were last and then kind of put your own spin on it and say where they should have been. Well, here we, we've been over a few of these points, but here's an excerpt from the article where he says at the league's most critical positions, QB, offensive tackle, wide receiver, edge rusher, and cornerback, the Titans are deficient in past years. They were able to make up for that with what they had elsewhere. That includes Henry, Byard, Simmons, and Danico Autry, and an excellent interior offensive line. Simmons is a superstar, but Tennessee needs Dillard, Landry, and Burks to join him at that level in 2023. If Harold Landry... Traylon Burks and Andre Dillard go to the superstar level. The Titans will be fine, according to Bill Barnwell, which I think is a bit short-sighted. I I think there are things that can go right with this team that don't necessarily include Andre Dillard being a superstar at left tackle. I I think the Titans can make do with Andre Dillard being a capable left tackle and, and with Harold Landry just being threatening to the outside he doesn't necessarily need to have the 12 and a half sacks that you know he had in before going down with the ACL in 2021 um I would put the Titans 16th whoa right in the I mean right in the middle of the pack I think they I think they missed at wide receiver they missed yeah. at wide receiver big and that is the big criticism but I really really like what they did everywhere else. And we'll kind of talk about what I feel and what the chat feels was like the best and worst thing they did this off season later on. But I think the depth that they were able to add the replacements that they were able to add at key positions while getting younger, streamlining their talent, keeping money available so that next off season, they're going to have a ton of money on the books 
and maintaining what I feel like is still going to be a competitive team in the process of setting themselves up for the future deserves some, you know, credit. Like this off season to me will ultimately be defined by what Rand did in rounds one, two, and three of the NFL draft. Because if you hit on Will Levis and Tajay Spears in this draft, and those are your next guys at those positions, it's going to be the offseason that set the Tennessee Titans up to go to the next level in the National Football League and be a Super Bowl contender. If he whiffs on those picks completely, now you're in trouble like in catch-up mode again. But I think I give Rand the benefit of the doubt and put him right at 16 in the middle of the pack for all of the good things he did outside of just the receiver position. Yeah, see, I'm more in the 25 range. I, I'm, I'm, my argument is the 32. I don't think that they're last. I think here is the criticism that is a catch-22, and we'll talk about, as you said, the best and worst. They valued their quarterback over their wide receiver room. The criticism yeah. should come from how bad their wide receiver room is. They did nothing to improve it. They did nothing to improve it. Don't mention Chris Moore to me. Don't do it. I'm not talking to you. It's a generality. Don't say anything about letting NWI go and then getting him back for value. Don't say it. Don't tell me that Kyle Phillips is going to become Wes Welker. Don't do it. Don't tell me Traylon Burks is going to be just as good as A.J. Brown in year two. Stop. They didn't do anything to the wide receiver room. They should have criticism there. That's why, Sam, I cannot agree with you in any form or fashion that they are close to the middle of the pack this offseason. They let something completely go. That should be criticized. It is, you know, every other wide receiver core in the entire league is better than theirs so you can't be 16th you've got to be closer to the bottom i the andre dillard criticism we will find out he's better than dennis daly we think right so there's that yeah. but he is no pro bowl left tackle and you know the eagles released him for a, a reason right he's no longer playing for the eagles for a reason and so I think those are fair criticisms, but I actually do think that they have a direction. I, I think Harold Landry will be better. I can support the development of Will Levis by keeping Ryan Tannehill and Derrick Henry. You still have Derrick Henry, and he's still good. He still can truck stick you. He still can stiff arm you, and he can still score touchdowns. And I think that Mike Vrabel in this franchise has proven that if you have Derrick Henry and a healthy quarterback, whatever quarterback that is, you can compete in games. You may not win the Super Bowl. Well, you're not going to win the Super Bowl, right? History has shown that. But you can compete for division divisional title and home field advantage. And so I, I think that is where I'm at. I'm at 25 but I'm not at 32. I adamantly disagree. I think this is a product of Bill Barnwell not intelligently watching a team that he ranked last. Yeah. Well, hey, and listen, too. Uh, what we mentioned kind of 
I mentioned the idea of black and white and how people from the outside look in and say, well, if you're not over here and you're not over here, where are you? You must have failed. Bill Barnwell last year, I went and looked at it just out of curiosity last week when I saw this come out. Guess who we had last place last season for the exact reason that he had the Titans last this season? The Seattle Seahawks listed them as the worst offseason and ripped how they don't have a good enough quarterback and Geno Smith and they don't have direction. They got younger, but kept Geno. And what are they doing? Well, guess what? They made the playoffs. They stacked the draft picks. They have one of the best futures in the league. And turns out their head coach knew what he was doing and their new GM knew what he was doing as well. So, I mean, I know that the, the, the Seahawks got blown out by the 49ers in the first round of the playoffs, but if you started the season week one and you told Seahawks fans that they're going to make the playoffs, they would take that every day of the week. Sam, yeah. if we pulled, and I'm not going to do this because it's kind of a rhetorical question. We're about to get everybody involved. I know we've kind of gone through this article uh, in depth, but oh. if you if you pulled Titans fans at the beginning of the season and said, would you sign up for a playoff appearance? What do you think they'd say? Oh, no, they're – Check. Sign me up. Sign me up. Where do I sign? Dotted line. You know, I'd probably buy season tickets too. Zach, the other thing too, just I should have gotten this out there. The biggest criticism of Seattle last season from Bill Barnwell, they didn't get enough for Russell Wilson. That was the biggest criticism is they didn't get enough for Russell Wilson. Denver fleeced them and that this one was going to sting for a while. I feel like, uh, you know, if you're the Seahawks, you'll look back on that one. You think, yeah, we did okay here. Uh, so that just goes to show you. So these are not I, always accurate. Yeah. <laughs> no, I, I, yeah. I mean, and I'm glad you brought that up. Andre, uh, this is funny. Andre says, 16th Garner's a drug test for Sam. We will not drug test you later on uh, in, in the day. A to Z sports won't do that. Uh, but he says Barnwell is right on everything aside from edge, but cap strong, no depth, lack of picks, hard spot. I don't, and that's why I, I wanted to clarify, you know, Andre. I don't think we're screaming to the rooftops, or at least I'm not. Is that the Titans had an unbelievable offseason? I just don't think it's last. No, I mean, and but Andre, you can disagree with 16th. You know that's fair. I can certainly see that, right? Like, I, and they should be ripped for the wide receiver thing until everybody's lungs give out like because that it was it still blows my mind how we can hear from the head coach throughout the season oh who else would we throw it to who the bleep would we throw it to what other offense do you want us to run and then you don't do anything for the entire offseason at the position blows my mind but the things that you mentioned the lack of draft picks the veterans on the big salaries and, and really limited cap flexibility, the situation that the Titans were in and that Rand Carthon was in from what John Robinson handed to him. I do feel like he did a pretty good job of giving that team direction, clearing up and making more avenues available for him next off season while maintaining the competitive integrity of the roster, I think that's pretty commendable. And I'll give him the benefit of the doubt at 16, even with some of the other issues and put him in the middle of the pack until we see how some of these big moves, Will Levis, Andre Dillard, Peter Skaronsky, uh, how those things play out. But, you know, I'm certainly not going to fight to the like fight tooth and nail here for them to be any higher than that or 
really, you could tell me there are 25, like you said, and I won't fight you because the wide receiver thinks an issue. Yeah, a couple of things uh, before we uh, ask the question, which I, I am very interested to hear what the chat has to say about our question. I do think that, you know, Seattle and Denver, that is still not played out. If Russell Wilson and Sean Payton end up now winning the division and dethroning the Chiefs, I, I think we're going to think about that differently. So we do need some time. I do think Seattle... You might think about it differently from Denver's perspective. Right, right, right. right. Seattle, you're good, though. <laughs> like So so far. I, Gino's, I think what Seattle is worried about is that Gino was a one-hit wonder, right? And he takes a big step back this year, and Seattle is who we thought they were. May, but that may not happen. Who knows? Right. But do you care if he does? I mean, then you you might not make the playoffs, but you can go get Caleb Williams. I mean, uh, well, Arizona may do that, yeah. or that, yeah, that's Tampa true. Bay may do that, or the Rams may do that. Here's the question: All right, what is the best thing in your opinion the Titans did this offseason? We talked about what went right and what went wrong. Well, why we disagreed with Bill Barnwell, but what was the best thing in your opinion that the Titans? did this off season. So in the chat, comment in the comment section. Let's see what you have. But first I'm going to tell everybody about aura aura.com slash A to Z all in one digital safety that you can absolutely trust. Here is my endorsement for aura. And I say what I mean. And I mean what I say, Sam, I have signed up for aura. It took me less than five minutes to sign up. I put in, in my information, it's a trusted, secure site. And the whole point about Aura is to prevent spam callers from calling your cell phone. Take me off the list. Take me off the list. Take me off the list. <laughs> That's all I say. Sometimes I say, take me off the effing list, depending on who I'm talking to and what type of mood they caught me in. I have not had to say that since I've signed up with Aura. I will say once I've had one call, one spam call, I was averaging like three a day at one point. And I answer every single phone call that comes through my phone. I, that's another good ask me anything question. Maybe we'll do that on Monday. Is do you, I answer every single call that comes through this phone. Aura has helped me out because I don't have the spam callers that I used to. Seeing is believing. I believe it. You can sign up today. Two week free trial. Two weeks, absolutely free if you use Aura.com slash A to Z. Today's show is powered by BetMGM, the king of sports books. Every game and every play mean that much more with uh, the king of sports books, BetMGM. I, uh, you know, I backed my guy, Jimmy Butler. I backed Jimmy Butler. He told me, he looked me dead in the camera. He said, we are going to win the next game. Heading into game seven, I bet on the Heat money line for game seven with BetMGM paid out pretty nicely. So make every game mean more with the king of sports books. Use that code ATOZ sports. And if your first bet doesn't win, you can get a thousand dollars up to one thousand dollars back in bonus bets. So place a $50 bet. First bet you lose. No worries. $50 bonus bet coming your way. That's the best way to do sports gambling. BetMGM and BetMGM.com. Uh, JR says the fan base wants to gripe, but doesn't offer a solution. I think this is what we just asked. What do you think the best solution was that the Titans 
actually signed up for. Andre says Simmons signing, Skaronsky at 11 from Jimbo, re-signing Jeff, getting rid of Downing. Mike, I think, brings up a fair point right there. Uh, Getting ran instead of keeping John Robinson after he was fired, right? Uh, Coaching changes was the best thing. Firing John Robinson, it absolutely counts. That is, I mean, is an in-season move, but it had off-season repercussions. Skaronsky was the only good pick. Best thing, getting more competition at the quarterback position. Uh, here's a super chat as we just go through from uh, W. Callan. Wonder how Bill will relax if uh, they sign uh, Nuke. I, I, I don't know who that is. 32 to 8th. Uh, guy's a clown. Uh, Titans were 22nd, 24th. He'd be better off saying, I don't know them, so I put them 32. I do understand that last part of it, which is uh, the uneducation of the Titans and just throwing them 32. Improve the offensive line from Grim Jim. Cut useless veterans. That's something that Barnwell actually did bring up and said what the Titans did right. Keeping Tannehill from Mr. Jones. Peter at 11. Skaronsky fixing the offensive line, re-signing Jeff Simmons. Uh, Aziz Alshire, uh, you've got Skaronsky. Tighten up says Simmons, trying to fix the offensive line from Dave, securing Simmons. Uh, not deciding to tank. Eric, I think that, I, these are great answers. This is kind of why I I did this, is or we did this, is ask this question to figure out what the chat actually thinks. I think, Sam, we've got some really good answers. Sam, what is your answer? What do you think is the best thing the Titans have done this offseason? Well, first of all, uh, that's DeAndre Hopkins, as chat is letting us know. That nuke is DeAndre Hopkins. So just want to make that clear. Uh, is That's what I, he's referring to in the... See, when I say nuke, I don't think of DeAndre Hopkins. I, no, neither do I at all. I don't know D-Hop. Even if I just Google Nuke, he doesn't pop up. Yeah, baby that's not products, up. baby products pop up. So, but if I type in Jimmy Football, Jimmy Football, or who's Johnny, Jim- I guess it's Johnny. Johnny. Yeah, I was saying, who's Jimmy Football? <laughs> Jimmy Football apparently is uh, is Jimmy Johnson. So here is the real, huh. real test. I'm anti Nuke. You can't call him Nuke. He's not. He doesn't go by Nuke. He's oh, but- D-Hop. But Nuke, if I Google Nuke and come up with baby products, that's not your nickname. He if says I Google no. Johnny Football, even if I Google Jimmy Football, Jimmy Johnson at least came up. That probably was his old school name. But Johnny Football, the first thing that picture, pictures is a picture of Johnny Manziel. Give me another nickname of a megatron well-known- uh mega can't do megatron that's you're gonna get the transformer so um uh, prime megatron, time pr- prime time let's just do prime time Deion sanders there you go it popped so, up did, did it pop up yes that like oh. as i was searching it it said prime time and then it said Deion sanders so when I type in new, new, I'm anti-nuke, I'll be honest. I, I, I think it's ridiculous. I don't even understand the nickname. W. Kalnan, I will apologize that I did not put those two and two together. And I didn't understand what you were saying. But DeAndre Hopkins is not nuke. He's D-Hop. Yeah, I agree with that too. hundred, yeah. Apparently, it's If not, I Google D-Hop, 
DeAndre Hopkins pops up. I think that's a good rule of thumb. If I can't Google your nickname and have you pop up, it's not your nickname. Drop it. Like, if I, like, look up Jimmy Buckets. I would be willing to bet Jimmy Butler is popping up for Jimmy Buckets. That is his nickname. I'm not. Jimmy Buckets. Jimmy Butler. Yeah. All right. So, so that, all right, we're, we're done with that. We're done with that. What was the best thing the Titans did this offseason? I was close to saying Peter Skaronsky because I do think it's, you know, a home run pick. I think it's the right pick. Uh, and I love the player for the long term. But I, I was kind of going to get, uh, you know, a little bit more creative with it. Uh, and I alluded to this earlier, but I think it is blanket free agency. The free agent signings that the Titans made. It, it is something that. I was very intrigued to see Rand Carthon do based on his history and what his role was in San Francisco as a guy who was in pro personnel. He was identifying the incoming free agent class, finding guys that could be impactful for the 49ers, bringing them to the attention of the GM and then, you know, watching them get signed. They have signed some really, really, really solid veteran free agents over the years at the bottom of the free agent market that have had major impacts on that team and proved to be essential to their success. So coming in with the Titans, I was very intrigued to see how Rand would operate free agency. Another thing about the 49ers, outside of Trent Williams, they don't really spend top dollar in free agency. They don't give out big contracts all that often. They found a way to maneuver. They draft really well. Yeah. But Rand Carthon has to draft really well. True. No, I, yeah. You have to spend money. (laughs) You have to spend money if you don't draft really well. But their history as a franchise is not, you know, let's go sign DeAndre Hopkins. It's let's go sign the wide receiver you've never heard of that comes in and, you know, all of a sudden has a couple big games for us, the offensive lineman that you've never heard of. And so between the signings of Daniel Brunskill, Aziz Elshire, Sean Murphy Bunting, Arden Key, I think the Titans got a lot of, uh, I I will exclude Andre Dillard from the group because I think he is the most volatile and, and I don't love that signing. But all the rest of them, I think the Titans did really, really well and found some good value uh, with players that Rand has identified to be scheme fits and fits for what he's trying to do uh, and how he's trying to build this roster. You got them for cheap. You got them for little guaranteed money. I think what the Titans did in free agency is going to have a lot. It, like We're going to see the benefits of, of Rand's free agent period throughout the season and tip our cap to him come December. And, you know, Max brings up they they traded for Christian McCaffrey, too. So they were active when they saw the light at the end of the tunnel. Unfortunate, yeah. you know, Brock Purdy gets hurt. NFC Championship game appearance. You know, can't do anything about that. Uh, my best thing is drafting Will Levis. I have told everybody I'm in on Will Levis. I think for where they got Will Levis how they got Will Levis, not giving up a first-round pick for Will Levis, and also drafting Skaronsky and getting Will Will Levis. They have a future. Malik Willis is not the future. I don't know if Will Levis is. I mean, we'll find that out. But he's got a rocket arm. He's got great, uh, I I think, attributes. 
He needs development. They kept Ryan Tannehill to develop him. That makes perfect sense. If you don't make the playoffs this year or have a successful season, you still have Will Levis as your future quarterback. Just like C.J. Stroud is the Texans' future quarterback, just like Anthony Richardson and, and, um, and so forth and so on. I just think that was the best thing that they could have done because they now have a direction. I, I think at the sacrifice yeah. of the wide receiver group, but Sam, next year, next offseason, they will draft first-round wide receiver or sign a free agent wide receiver for a lot of money. They will. I agree. They have no, to. I, I agree. And, and so, like, you say the best thing they do is Will Levis. That's not going to make people happy to hear. It's going to get criticized. Will Levis might stink. Like, like, and I am with you. I've been in on Will Levis. Like, I think he does not get a very fair rap. And there were some external factors that contributed to a poor season at Kentucky by the statistical numbers. But uh, whether or not Will Levis is a hit is TBD. Like, we are not going to know right away. But it does unquestionably give them a very clear direction and two, three-step process in the next two, three years that if you don't pick a quarterback in that spot where they got him and come out of that draft with one of those top QBs, you don't have. Like if you don't draft Will Levis there, even if you do draft a receiver, let's say you went out and got, you know, Josh Downs or Cedric Tillman or Jay, whoever, you know, and, and that was the addition we might say, yeah, you helped Ryan Tannehill this year. You have a young receiving core that can build for next year. But we all look at each other and say, what the heck are you doing at quarterback next season? Because you're not going to be bad enough to pick at the top of the draft. And Ryan Tannehill is not the future. And Will Levis gives you that. So I do think that can be the best thing about the offseason, even if you don't necessarily love Levis as a prospect like I know most most of the fan base doesn't at this point I think most of the fan base a portion of the fan base are Tennessee fans and they don't like Will Levis because he went to Kentucky so like let's Correct. just uh, that portion we're gonna Correct. set aside <laughs> it, it once Will Levis throws his first touchdown pass those guys will convert yeah those people whatever right so there's that people question Will Levis right because of him falling in the draft, because the Titans tried to trade up into the first round to go get him though, right? So mind you, they valued him and they were trying to get best of both worlds. I think at the sacrifice of a wide receiver. I also have this, and, and you know what? We're going to, I'm going to do a little bit of an audible because, excuse me, we're going to do a, a best and worst. I think we can do a, another question for another show that is not necessarily the worst, but it talks about the off season and gives opinion. So we're going to hold tight on that, huh. but I am going to say what the Titans could do this season that I think would make fans very happy. And then we'll get to, to shade, but first, <clears throat> Why don't you want to, Sam? Will you tell everybody about Wilson County Hyundai? Quick trip down I 40. Yeah, quick trip down I 40. It is. Uh, Wilson County Hyundai needs to be a part of your new car buying process out in Lebanon or at wilsoncountyhyundai.com. 
That's the place to go for your new ride. You can get 0% APR for 48 months on 2023 Sonatas, Santa Fe's, Tucson's. Bone and his team over at Wilson County Hyundai are happy to guide you through a financing process, assisting with buying or trading in your vehicle. You can forget those downtown Nashville prices. Uh, Zach, I was guilty of pronouncing it as Lebanon one time. Don't do that on the show. That will let you know. It was big yikes for me. It is Lebanon, uh, but drive out there. That's the place to go to see Wilson County Hyundai or a WilsonCountyHyundai.com. It is eSports. We are powered by BetMGM. Download the app today. You can see that right there on your screen. Bonus code ATOZ Sports. They're the king of the sports book. Visit BetMGM.com for terms and conditions. 21 years or older. Tennessee only new customer offer. All promotions are subject to qualifications an eligibility requirement, first online real money wager only, rewards issue, issued with non-withdrawable bonus bets. Bonus bets expire in seven days of insurance. For problem gambling support, call 1-800-889-9789. Sam, what about this? Highly critical. I'm going to ask you, give me a percentage that you think that the Titans signed DeAndre Hopkins. Mine was 1%. What do you? What's your percentage? We did this five. on the show yesterday. You're five. I, yeah. If you were any higher, I'd... We'd extend the show another 30 minutes. <laughs> I don't think that they're going to get DeAndre Hopkins. But what about this? And kudos to Max in the chat because he brought up the 49ers, you know, trading for Christian McCaffrey in the middle of the season because they thought that they were going to go for it. If the Titans get to a point before the trade deadline, there's usually a wide receiver on the market. Or two or three. Have you ever thought about that option of Rand Carthon saying, we're not going to get the wide receiver in the offseason. We're only going to get the off uh, a wide receiver when we feel like we absolutely need it. A wide receiver comes out right before the trade deadline. The Titans are fighting tooth and nail with the Jags and whoever for the AFC South. And the Jags have a tougher road at the end of the season because they've got tougher teams because they have a first place schedule. And the Titans are playing, you know, an easier down-the-road schedule. What do you think about that? Yeah, my only issue with it is... Could change the season, as Frank brings up. My only issue with it is you see often with these wide receivers dealt at the trade deadline, they're far less impactful than they could be. Because it takes a big adjustment to get comfortable with your quarterback, to develop that chemistry, to, you know, to fit into the offense how you want to. Um, like, I mean, I just think back, like, the two big wide receiver names last year dealt are Calvin Ridley, who didn't play for, you know, obvious reasons, and Chase Claypool, who goes to Chicago and isn't a part of the offense really ever. Uh, and it, that trade like, was not for the bears to make the playoffs, right? It's a different right, scenario. But it, right. Yeah. It was a future trade for the bears to, you know, build Claypool into their offense long-term, but I'm just like, I'm trying to think of an example of a guy who's been moved and has been immediately very impactful on his new team. It feels more like a rarity at this point. So I'm not sure you can bank on that. Like if the plan was to, rely on I don't well think it's a bank. I think it's an option I think I'm bringing up that 
that's something that I don't think that we've thought about because of, oh, it's DeAndre Hopkins. It's Nuke. Oh, man, we got to get nuked, man. <laughs> like, I, I, no. And it's just an option if you're in that scenario. And you have to be in that scenario yeah. to, I think, it make it make it worthwhile. I think it is a possibility, but it's also a bridge that you cross when you get there. Kadarius Tony with the Chiefs, but was he? Yeah, I mean he, he made he some did, plays. He made in some the plays super, in the he playoffs. Was in the Super Bowl, but he was not good for the rest of the season, really. Like, I mean, well, he was hurt. Yeah, that's also true. I, I mean, I think that's actually a pretty good example. I don't know. I don't, but like, like it's not a huge like. It's let's, not let's a huge number one. Kadarius Tony's game log. Playoffs, Jacksonville. Five receptions, seven he targets. Did a good playoffs. 36 uh, yards. He didn't do anything. He didn't do anything in the AFC Championship against the Bengals. He had one reception for nine yards. But he had a touchdown in the Super Bowl. That was a game-winning touchdown. If you well, actually... right, what about his regular season, though? What are, like, what's... The Raiders... Uh, it was a bad, his best game was against the, the Broncos, 71 yards, four receptions, four targets. And he had a touchdown against the Seahawks. So like he was fine, but like he wasn't a, he, I, I don't think he changed the chief season by any means. He, I mean, he, he scored gave... a touchdown in the Super Bowl. There's yeah, value but... to that. I think that's all I'm saying. I, I don't think it wasn't a game changing trade, but it helped. Right. No, I think it's an option. And we have certainly seen the Titans. I think they will consider. I still think the most likely wide receiver addition for them comes in August when somebody gets cut. I think not to say it will be Corey Davis because the Jets have said they're hanging on to him, but a Corey Davis type of veteran gets cut that you can immediately say he's our second or third best receiver. And Tennessee's a nice fallback for somebody who's looking for the uh, available targets that they have. So and Tennessee will give them them, even though they're a running football team, but they'll be on the field. I, right. Uh, right. You're on the field. You get some targets. That's what those guys might be looking for. That's what I think is the likely scenario, but yeah, who knows? Maybe you're tied to Jacksonville come deadline and you're you're fighting for the South and you think a, a receiver pushes you over the edge. I don't put it past Rand to do that. We haven't seen it yet. So we'll see what, what his approach to that is as a general manager. Let's get to throwing shade. It is that time at the end of Wednesday. It's midweek. It's hump day. Let's throw some shade. So throw some shade in the comments section. And while you guys are doing that, I'm going to tell everybody about Farm Bureau Health Plans of Tennessee, 200 plus locations across the state. Get a quote today. I got a quote. I decided to change my old health plan to Farm Bureau Health Plans. I'm really glad that I did. Health, dental, vision. I get teledoc conferences with it. I saved 20% when I switched. It is a great deal for me. The best part, it was personalized and specialized for me. They can do that for you and your family whether you're individual, whether it's wife and kids, it doesn't matter. You've just got to talk to them and get a quote. 200 plus locations across the state. That's Farm Bureau Health Plans of Tennessee, fbhp.com slash A-T-O-Z.
BetMGM and BetMGM.com is the king of sports books. You use that bonus code ATOZ Sports on the BetMGM app and get up to $1,000 back in bonus bets if your first bet doesn't win. Whatever that first pick is that you feel good about, go ahead and rush to BetMGM. Sign up, use that code ATOZ Sports, place it. And if it loses, no worries. You're getting that money back up to $1,000 in the form of a bonus bet. Make every game and every play mean more with BetMGM and BetMGM.com. All right, let's get to it. It's time to throw a little shade. All right, look, shade on me right off the bat. I see that. And I don't know if it was direct shade, but it's some uh, advice. Zach says, you need to get in touch with Sam's barber. Well, funny thing is, I you got a fresh cut. I have an appointment this afternoon so i will have a fresh cut this week uh i i am actually i saw your haircut this morning i was actually thinking before actually i saw you i'm going a little it's summer cut time yeah we i don't normally go this short either with the skin fade but you know i got a wedding this weekend i got it's wedding season i'm gonna be a lot of weekend wedding trips so i figured might as well go a little shorter get it taken care of ahead of the time and yeah, my barber's the man too. I I love my barber shop. It's it's the best. My barber uh, was invited to my wedding. Oh, there you go. There you go. Yeah, she, she went to my wedding, which was in Mississippi. Shout oh, out wow. to Shelby. Yeah, we we are friends. I I'll just say this: I was going to a lower rate haircut place for most of my life, ends and clips, and I changed. And I met Shelby four or five years ago, and she invited. She was at my wedding, so that tells yeah. you the relationships that can be built over a short period of time with barbers. I did. I, I did that for a while too. I was like, you know, going with the 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 more affordable option, and then I was I was getting haircuts all the time, and it just it wasn't always what I wanted. I, when I found something consistent, I was like, yeah, you know, price tags a little bit a little bit higher. But I, it's consistent. The experience is, is second to none. It's exactly what I'm looking for. So I, I would shout them out. But I almost, I like a hidden gem. I got to keep it close to the vest here and make sure that it's not, uh, not getting overpopulated over at the barber shop. All right, Delby Cowden brings this up. Says shame on both of you for not knowing Nuke as football beat reporters. First of all, same as a beat reporter. I'm not. And second of all, we've gone <laughs> through the Google test and. The results are in. If and Google nuke, doesn't know them, I don't know them. Nuke. Sorry. it. We've already proven that. So that's your shade, but I disagree with your shade. Any shade Andre, on DeAndre Hopkins for making his nickname Nuke. There you go. Nuke, there's my yeah, there's side shade right there. Uh, dis- delusional Titans fans who can't see the reality of the situation, I guess, regarding Nuke. Uh, shade on ESPN <laughs> for the Pat McAfee deal. Shade on adults that fight and throw hands at Disney World and then get banned for life over who gets a photo first. That's kind of funny. Shade at anyone who brings up Malik Willis. Shade at slow drivers from Eric. Put the pedal to the metal. Uh, shade at uh, Derek's meniscus being torn for the third time. That's a tough scene. Shade on the stupid Vegas Knights already in their second Stanley Cup final. Preds have made one in 25 years. Preds just got a new coach. Maybe they can, that can help them. Shade on Jason Tatum and Jalen Brown going full Amber Alert in Game 7. <laughs> LMFAO. Uh, what a joke. Jason Tatum did 
turn his ankle first play of the game. No, oh. no excuse, but you could tell he was hobbled from that point on. Uh, I, Denise I says, like sh- Oh, go ahead. Uh, yeah, I was just kidding because there's a follow up. Just shade on Butler for not holding the show- trophy and shade on not being here for the Spurs uh, question yesterday. I'm from San Antonio. It was so easy. We did get that right, though, Denise, with George Gervin. Um, number one, Denise. Jimmy Butler not holding the trophy is the sickest thing that an NBA player has done in a long time. And it's another reason why Jimmy Butler is the absolute man. Uh, and when you Google Jimmy Buckets, Jimmy Butler shows up. I don't know if you saw that, but it, like Bam goes to pass him the Eastern Conference final champion trophy. He goes, I'll hold the next one. How do you not love that? I mean, come on now. That's that. Well, they had already been to a final. Right, right. So yeah, they've been to one. That I don't want that. He's done. It's that. mama mentality. I'm in on that. Uh, I love Jimmy Butler. Uh, shade on the NBA. I thought that game six was very rigged, and I I took out my frustrations on Twitter. That was really bad officiating, but you know, good prevailed in the end with the Heat. Uh, this is an interesting one. Who's Big Trust? I know who this is referring to. I don't know if this is a nickname though. See, nicknames, and it goes back to Jay. Shade for Googling Prime, but being wrong, because if you Google Nuke Hopkins, if you have to Google the last name of your nickname, you can, the nickname is Nuke. Nobody's saying, hey, what about Nuke Hopkins? I think if W. Calnan would have put in Nuke Hopkins, I would have known who he was because of Hopkins. He's more recognizable. If you said Bingham, yeah. You probably know who I am, right? No. Uh, yeah. I, I, you, I, that's why people are saying, say King Henry. I don't think your nickname can have your last name in it. But like, okay. I take that back. No, King Henry is a King nickname. Is a unique, King is a unique thing. Nuke. Get, get out of here with But Nuke. his nickname's not King. It's King Henry. King is not identifiable to Derrick Henry. Yeah, you don't say, King hey, Henry. oh, man, do you see Nuke Hopkins? No, yeah. N- no. Well, so Big Trust, that's Lamar Jackson. But is that – that's like his catchphrase. I've never heard him referred to as Big Trust before. He just says that a lot and tweets yeah, it out. Big Trust, Mark Ingram – Gave him that name. It's what he called. See, but like they say it. I know they say it in the Ravens locker room. Like as like a. Uh, like uh, it's just like a saying. It's hard to define, but it's a saying that they use. I, I didn't know that was a nickname for whatever. Like Bobby so Trees. That Bobby Trees is a good that's a, nickname. That's a great a nickname. And I, yeah, I mean, you Let's, could Google Robert Bobby Woods Trees and blows, Robert Woods is 1 million percent popping up. If you Google Bobby Trees, you know who what the first article is? A to Z Sports. A to Z Sports. <laughs> Shout out to Adam Holt. All right. There you go. Bob, just Google Bobby Trees. A to Z Sports pops up. All right. I have a shade, Zach. Um, my shade is going to have to be on the sport of slow pitch softball. And the rules that are in place in my rec league, because last week, it would be a week from today, last week, Wednesday night, I took a softball, hit 
so hard you couldn't even see it hit straight off the inside part of my thigh that it hit me at first base and was caught by the shortstop. And my thigh has been 85 colors all the way around, literally from the inside, all the top to bottom, the an entire side of my thigh is purple, green, blue, yellow. It's the rainbow all the way up and down with like bloody marks on it. It has been a wreck. It honestly doesn't hurt that bad, but it's hard to go in public. Like I was at the gym yesterday hitting squats and I'm just like, my entire leg is purple. Like this is like, like a dark purple. It's noticeable. Are you you limping? No, I like, I feel fine. It doesn't hurt. It's very weird. I bet Um, you're pretty good at softball. You're a baseball player. Is your team good? uh, My team is not. Uh, we're oh, whoa, whoa. You, you just threw your team under the bus. Yeah, I did. I, I did heard that yeah. inflection. I, 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 wow. Wow. You talk about, I mean, what, come on, Sam, where are you just throwing your guys just completely down? I'm whoa. trying to motivate them before you the better hurt. You, uh, if anybody's watching, that's on Sam's team. What, this they don't know, I, might not, I might not be talking about them. We have some very, very good players. We have some very good players. You you kind of said this though, Devin. You kind of said F those other guys. Wow. No. No. That's shade on Sam throwing this, shade on his own softball team on shade day. This oh is we God. are we've got some we've got some pieces. What, what do you want me to Tim Kelly you? Do you want me? Sam, do you guys have enough it's in the lineup tough. on softball and me just one? Yeah. Yeah. Feel we know about- what your real shade is. So uh, this is just, this is just to get to your real shade. Everybody on my team blows. Not everybody. I'm the best are, player. Not everybody. No, we have some, we have some real good players on the team. We have some real good players. Some guys that hit bombs. I, I, I recruited some fellow baseball guys. We got some dogs on the team. We're top heavy. That's all I'm saying. And speaking of prime time, it looks like you're backpedaling like a Dion. It's a competitive <laughs> league. You get a break in the lineup. You play some poor defense every once in a while. It comes back to bite you. That's all I'm saying. Our record, like you said, is your team good? Our record speaks for itself that no, we're not. <laughs> hey, I, honesty, that's fair. That's fair. Wow. I, I didn't realize you could get that shade. My shade is simple. I saw that this morning. 83-year-old Al Pacino is having a child with a 21, 29-year-old woman. Girlfriend, whatever you want to call her. I got shade on that. Like, what is that, yeah, kid, you like 11? I feel love, like that's like the 11th child for Al Pacino. That's a lot. Love, oh, so yeah, let's, that's what I actually I was going to do. Al Pacino. How many kids does Al Pacino have? Here's, here's good Over trivia. Over under seven and a half. Set the line. Says he only has three. Who was it that just had a kid the other, just announced a kid the other day that had like, it was like number 10. That 83 was... years old. This kid is not going to meet his father. <laughs> I don't want to put that on him, but uh, like actually <laughs> remember on. and recognize. I mean, 83, look, you hope Al Pacino lives to be 104. I, I don't know, but 83 and a 29 year old woman reminds me of that yeah. sing from Big Daddy. I, I won't say it, but. No, that's right. It was De Niro that just had the kid or announced the kid the other, and it was like the so he ninth. was seventy nine. But yeah, and but it's like the ninth kid or something like that. 
Well, I don't know. You're, they're still swimming. All right, that's my shade. Uh, it was a great show today, Sam. We had a lot of fun. We realized uh, the state of your softball team and kind no. of where you where you reside no. there. But uh, we'll see. Maybe you need to take them out for beers after throwing them out of the bus. Like the show before you go. Check out Sam's articles on a to z sports.com. Great Titans beat. We got we got ball coming up this week, don't we? We got ball today. We got practice today. Is that right, Sam? We do. We got OTAs coming later this morning, late this morning, and spilling into the early afternoon. So uh, keep an eye on out on that uh, social media, a to z sports.com. We got all the coverage, everything Titans from OTAs coming your way. Keep it locked. Subscribe to the YouTube channel, like the Facebook page, follow us on TikTok and Instagram and Twitter. That's where you're going to get your news. That's a to z sports. We'll see you bright and early tomorrow morning. Adios.